Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and I would like to welcome you to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy, a podcast that takes a look at stories of life and leadership for smart, amazing women and men like you. The most important thing is showing up. Don't think that you have to bring anything. Bring yourself, show up, and and remain steadfast and be a... If you are in a position of leadership and a position of management, bring women along with you. Supporting women is my passion and my purpose. And talking with other women and men who promote women's leadership is one of my favorite things to do. I've yet to meet a woman who did not know what she really wanted. She was just either afraid to ask the questions or she was afraid of what the answers meant. Their stories connect us and help us to understand that the possibilities are endless if we support each other and lift other women up. Trust is created by persistent identity. I show up as myself time and time and time again. And trust is built. It's one conversation at a time. Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and I'm happy to welcome Shelly Bowmick, to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy. Shelly is an MD, MPH, MPH, a founder of Platform Wellness and the creator of REST, R-E-S-T, a burnout prevention method. She empowers women and people of color to enjoy professional growth and success without having to sacrifice personal health and well-being. Her work is based upon the belief that mindset is medicine. I believe she came to realize on her own journey at the edge of a subway platform. I saw that. I read that. Dr. Bowmick is a double board certified physician specializing in prevention and lifestyle medicine. She earned her medical degree from George Washington University and completed a residency training at John Hopkins. Her previous roles include a design thinking strategist for Cedar sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles and serving as a medical director of digital health for the executive health firm in New York City. So I'm very happy to welcome you to Conversations with Dr. Nancy. Well, th- this, is a, this is a very interesting topic. And as I mentioned earlier, I was a director of an employee assistance program in a large healthcare system. Not only were we taking care of the employees of this large healthcare system, we had contracts with over a hundred companies. So, I mean, I'm very familiar with burnout and this is a huge problem. It always has been. And prevention has always been in the back of my mind. In fact, that's why I went into the EAP business and basically all as a psychologist, I did what they call brief strategic therapy. So your background is perfect. So, okay, let's talk about, well, first I wanna say it's time to thrive. Yes, I love that. It's time to thrive. And the question that you often ask, and I'm going to ask you, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you. You know, enjoying these last few days of summer and gearing up for this, this new year for me, uh, because my birthday is in August and because oh. of the school year starting in September. For me, this is like when I do my New Year's resolutions, <laughs> when I think about my goals for the upcoming year. So I'm very much in that headspace right now. Fantastic. Well, I'm glad I get to talk to you today because that's exciting. That's very exciting. Somebody, the new chapter, a next, the next chapter. I love those things. Okay. Well, burnout is a, is a huge problem. And one of the things I really want to talk about too, is women that have left the workplace since COVID. COVID of course has, has created a whole different scenario for all of us. Some of it's positive and some of it's not so positive, but uh, let's talk about define what, first of all, what burnout is. 
Sure, sure. So I'll give you two definitions. I'm going to give you the textbook definition first, and then I'll give you my own personal take on what, what burnout is for me. Um, so the textbook definition, burnout, it's a it's an occupational syndrome. And this was identified by the World Health Organization in 2019. So they define it as an occupational syndrome, not a disease, uh, but it's due to chronic workplace stress that's not well managed. And in particular, there are three main characteristics. So the first is uh, low energy, you know, feelings of depletion. The second is depersonalization. So feelings of negativism or cynicism related to the work that you're doing. And the third is a lack of uh, professional efficacy. So decrease in performance is a good way to, to think about it. So that's the textbook definition for burnout. For me personally, I like to think of it as when you are acting without intention. You know, when you are reacting to situations instead of responding to situations in a way that is more in line with your values and, and yeah. what you believe. So. Yeah. You know, so when you find yourself on autopilot and constantly putting out fires, that's that's what I kind of consider burnout to be. Yeah, I want to ask you about your personal story, but uh, one of the things that you talk about is not feeling you're enough, and and this is actually a pretty common syndrome for many many women, and I'm sure men as well. But women again feeling that they're not enough, they're not good enough, they don't, you know, they aren't educated enough, they don't have enough experience. And so burnout is, women especially are very susceptible to burnout, both, both definitions that you described. But let's talk about your personal story because none of us do anything without reasons. And your reasons, you know, same thing, I'm talking to you as a psychologist today, I could tell you my story and you would understand why I'm doing what I'm doing today, but you're beautiful, you're extremely intelligent, you've got all this wonderful education, and women will look at you, and men as well, and they'll go, oh, it's so easy for her. And this is what I, why I asked about this story, is because oftentimes we find that we, we all, in that chink, in that armor's a chink, you know, a chink in the armor, so to speak, mm -hmm. but why, why do you do what you do? How did you become you? Sure, sure. How did I become me? Oh, that's it. <laughs> Absolutely. How much time do you have? <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, I'll try to shorten it. But uh, this work that I'm doing, starting Platform Wellness, it really comes out of my own personal experience with chronic stress and burnouts and mental health issues. Um, you know, I mean, mental health issues, depression, that's something that I've dealt on and off with over the years, ever since my mom uh, had passed away from cancer when I was in college, mm -hmm. woven its way in and out of my life. Um, but the beginning of 2020, so just before COVID had really hit the US, I found myself in a pretty bad place. And the scary part though, was that I didn't realize it. I didn't realize just how bad things had gotten until literally a Friday evening rush hour in New York City, standing at the edge of that subway platform, you know, thinking about pushing myself over that edge. And you know, for me, that was such a pivotal moment. I had never experienced anything like it before. It was really scary. And to step away from that edge, literally, figuratively, <laughs> was a journey in and of itself. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in that journey, in that recovery process, I like to say, you know, I'm one of those individuals who was so thankful to go into lockdown at the start of the pandemic because yeah. Yeah. I needed that time and that space to heal. Right. And so it was during, you know, during that time period that I was able to 
you know, just look inward and, and, you know, through help of others around me, be able to understand why I had gotten to that edge. And in particular, the, uh, this is getting to your feelings of not enough. <laughs> this is where this uh, comes into play. Um, for me, I realized that, that colorism actually played a really big role in terms of leading me to that edge. And, you know, so I'll explain for those who are watching, I, I'm South Asian, I have dark skin. In our culture, if you have dark skin, you are considered less than somebody with fair skin. And, yeah. uh, and I know that's true in other cultures as well. Um, sure. But this is a message that I absorbed very, very early on in my childhood. And, you know, I took that to mean that I wasn't enough. It, it, I, what I didn't realize was that this idea then permeated into literally every single aspect of my life moving forward. You yeah. know, so this idea of not being enough, that meant, you know, I would tell myself, oh, okay, well, if I'm not enough, then I have to get 100 on the social studies test, or I have to be the best, you know, piano player at the recital, or I have to, you know, it, it would just build on itself. I would, uh, yeah. that perfectionism would end up fueling the burnout and end up leading me, pushing me to that edge. And so being able to identify that limiting belief and then, and then also feeling um, empowered enough to recognize that I don't have to believe that. I can detangle it. I can dismantle it and put something else in place of it. That was, that was so eye-opening for me. I laugh at thinking about it now that it didn't occur to me, that I didn't, that, that didn't have to be my truth or my reality. But yeah, you know, once I realized that I could choose what yeah. to think of myself, what to believe, that was such a game changer for me. And so, you know, it's truly been transformational for me. And as a physician, I feel like it's my duty to make sure that I pass on this message of mindset being medicine. I wanna make sure I pass on that message to other women, to other people of color, because at the end of the day, I don't want them ending up at that same edge or extreme. Um, and so that's why I started Platform Wellness, really to, you know, to help individuals, to help, you know, working with organizations to, to support their employees with, uh, with this issue of burnout, because it's just so, you know, everyone's dealing with it. Well, I guess, you know, the, the important thing is that you did have your pivotal moment and, and that you did not. And, and unfortunately, those, there are people that don't have that moment. They just never, ever recover. Do you share your personal story with people and, and corporations or when you're working in, in the uh, prevention programs to uh, tell them about this the story? Because the story is so powerful. And I think that's what we women often forget is that when we show our vulnerability and we share our vulnerability, that really opens all these opportunities to really have a dialogue about really what is going on and, and where we're, what, what you've attained and acquired from it and continue to learn from it. Because, you know, uh, th this is something day to day that we all have to deal with is moment to moment. Who are we moment to moment? Am I enough? And burnout, of course, is everyone is susceptible to and strong women, and I'm sure, you know, I've been, I'm susceptible too, is that strong women don't ask for help. And this mm -hmm. is something as a psychologist that I have really spent many, many years talking to women about is asking for help, asking for what you want, but also asking for help. But uh, this is so important. So let, let's start at the beginning. Yeah. Then. Okay. 
I, I need to know, I want to detect my stress. I want to know, uh, am I susceptible? And am, what is, am I beginning to have the symptoms of stress? Because oftentimes people, as you said, you just go through the motions and you're just doing your day-to-day -day stuff. And maybe you don't, and this depersonalization you talked about, that can happen pretty quickly, especially if you're extremely a high achiever, you're in a, a very high level position and a very active position. I mean, it, it can happen quickly because you're, you're so busy. And of course, women double time. Uh, do you have children? Do you, I don't. I have a niece and nephew, but, uh, but, but no, but no he, children of my own. Not but, yet. But, but again, family and, and home, uh, you know, you have to double time it. And, and again, women, women don't ask for help when they get home either. So how do I detect stress? You know, what, what, what do I need to know today that I'm sitting here and I think I'm fine. I think I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a really great question. And um, you, you asked me earlier whether or not I share my personal story when I am working with individuals and organizations. And the answer is yes, absolutely. Because so I realized well, you know, I realized that I, I'm a physician, you know, I have so many years of education and training under my belt, and I didn't even realize what was happening. I didn't see what was happening because I was in it, you know, all the flames, all the smoke were surrounding me. So I couldn't even, I couldn't see what others potentially could see. And so I know that there are other people who don't have the same you know, training and education that I have when it comes to health and wellness. Right. Um, and so being able to, you know, help them understand, okay, the things that you're experiencing, that's, you know, that's not normal. <laughs> that you shouldn't necessarily be feeling those every single day. Um, and so, so yes, I, I have a framework that I call rest, as you mentioned in the introduction. Yeah, it's, rest. Uh, yeah, it's rest, thrive, uh, thrive, and what is it? Rest, thrive, <laughs> And revive, strive, and thrive. Revive, revive, oh, darn it, revive, revive. Okay, so say it again, revive. Revive, strive, and thrive. There yes. you go, okay. That That's is what REST stands for, and okay. it is a three-part framework, so really to help individuals overcome burnout, to handle stress, to restore energy. The very first step, uh, there are nine steps total, but the very first step of that framework is to detect distress. You know, there is no way that you're going to be able to, uh, you know, solve a problem if you don't even know that the problem exists. Right. And so in the case of, in the case of burnout, you know, going back to the definition and those three characteristics, those are, those are the things to look out for. Um, but to make this more tangible for individuals, I, you know, I say, usually the most obvious uh, signs and symptoms are the ones that you ignore the most. And that's the, the signs and symptoms that are coming from your own body. Yeah. And so I'll give you an example, you know, whether it is the neck pain, if, you know, hair loss, um, you know, GI issues, eczema flare up, you know, weight gain, weight loss, all of these things. Well, for, me, potentially... for, me, for me, it's sleep. If I can't sleep. Yeah. Because yeah. if you don't sleep, you can't repair and you can't thrive and you can't, but rest to me, I love the name because for me, that's the most important thing is that if I can't relax and I can't sleep, I don't, I don't rejuvenate for the next day. So, yeah, I mean, Absolutely. we do have a lot, everybody's different. I call it the chain. There's, you know, we're like a chain, but there's all, there is a weak link in the chain. So everybody's different where that chain breaks. So, you know, it could be, yeah. it could be your, it could be your GI, it could be your 
I just a friend of mine, we were gonna to go to dinner tonight. And I know she's one of these high powered, hardworking women, but she has a severe uh, headache that she ended up at urgent care. So tell me she doesn't have symptoms of stress and you know, to, to end up in the urgent care with a headache, that is uh, right. that's pretty heavy duty stuff. Yeah, yeah, and not going too much into the science of this, but basically what's happening in the body, you know, the reason why you end up experiencing all these different um, symptoms is because of the chronic inflammation. You know, stress, chronic stress causes this, you know, uh, these different chemical reactions in the body, these, this inflammatory response in the body, and that if you're constantly exposed to that, your system starts to, you know, wear down. There's a wear and tear. And so, so again, it's, yeah, it depends on, you know, for different individuals, it shows up in different ways, like, like GI or like, you know, the headaches, the migraines. It, but yeah, those are some of those alarm bells that the body is trying to give to you to say, hey, something isn't right. We have to address the root cause of all this. Well, and unfortunately, many of us, including myself, probably wait too long until some of those physical symptoms do, do start to cause some uh, repercussions as far as your body. You know, as I mentioned earlier, I was a director of an EAP and worked, worked in a large healthcare system along with other corporations that we had contracts with. But the most important thing that we would talk about is home and family and work because People don't understand if you're having trouble at home, you're going to have trouble at work. If you have trouble at work, you're probably going to have trouble at home. We, we human beings have, have to kind of, it's kind of a balancing act. And some mm -hmm. people rush to work because they can't deal with home, but they still have to deal with home or they rush to, you know, vice versa. They rush home because they can't, you know, so, so it really is important for people to know that it is okay to start understanding that they're worth it and that their health is more important. Let's see, what did you say something? Being health means being whole. I like that. Yeah. Being healthy means being whole. So, you know, you talked about what is the severity of this problem? You know, McKinsey report, you talked about that a little bit, but what's the enormity to this problem? Yeah, yeah, no, this is a really big issue that a lot of companies, a lot of industries are having to face now. And this McKinsey study is just, you know, one of the many, you know, reports that are coming out about the magnitude of this problem. But, um, you know, earlier this year in the springtime, McKinsey had put out a report, a survey that they had done of over 15,000 employees worldwide um, to, you know, to ask them about their health and well-being. And, you know, there were many, there were many different findings in that study. But in particular, one that really stood out to me was that out of the individuals who report feeling burned out, so those who report high levels of burnout, more than 50% of those individuals plan to leave in the next three to six months. Yeah. So if you can imagine that, you know, think of how many people that is, think of how many people around you are saying that they're burned out, you well, know, and, and imagine half of those people leaving the workplace. That is a huge, that's a huge impact. Well, and half of those women during COVID were women and we've got mm -hmm. to get back to work. But again, there, the stress of, you know, how am I going to take kids running in school? How am I going to take care of my kids? How, how am I going to take my, care of my family? I can't be at work. You know, my, my husband's working, whatever. I, somebody's got to be at home. COVID was definitely, a, was really an eye-opener for so many, many people. So what are some, what, what can we do about this? Because I mean, again, identifying is number one. Do I have it? And now what do I do about it? 
Yeah, well, you alluded to this earlier, and it's and it's so important. It's one of the steps in the framework itself, but seeking support, you know, being able to surround yourself with people that you know you can lean on. I mean, yeah. especially in times of stress, human beings, we rely on one another to keep us safe and healthy. This is, you know, this was for our survival benefits in yeah. terms of, yeah. you know, evolution. And we need to be in community. And I want to remind folks too, it doesn't necessarily have to be your immediate family members or your immediate coworkers. The, the community that you end up creating or that inner circle that you end up creating to help you get through does, you know, could look very different. It could be, could be the barista serving you the coffee every day who is just always so kind yeah. and caring and asking you how your day is sure. going and, sure. and really Absolutely. means it, Absolutely. you know, that can be part of your, your support system. Um, so being able to identify the individuals in your life who you can lean on and be vulnerable with, that is such a huge component to this. Yeah. Well, for me during COVID, uh, I actually kind of enjoyed not going to 20 meetings and traveling and going to conferences because everything became virtual. In fact, I just was uh, at, I just did a conference a couple of days ago. I was there physically, but the number of people that were in the room versus the number of people that were virtual, the people that were virtual doubled the people that were in the room. So I think what COVID has done for many of us has given us choices. And what you're saying is so important is support. But I don't know about you, but I've, I've decided who I really want to spend time with and who I really want to be with and what I do. And then I hope more people during COVID really had that opportunity to, to really make some good decisions because burnout really is about, in some ways, trying to do everything for everybody and uh, not realizing you just can't do it. You cannot do it. So um, the COVID, COVID's been a great thing for many, many pe uh, people. So now let's talk a little bit about, about corporations, the corporation that I was working for, the healthcare system I was working for. It, it is a responsible thing to do to have a employee assistance program, which basically says, this is for you to make sure that you're healthy. I care about your well-being, and I want to make sure that you're able to do your job. So, you know, corporations really do have to take a, a different view. You know, the talent during burnout, a lot of times walks out the door. Your training mm -hmm. and these experienced, talented people are leaving your corporations. And my goodness gracious, you spent a lot of money training them. So what do these corporations need to do? This goes back to the McKinsey study that I was talking about earlier. You know, they, they talk about this point exactly in terms of the, the you know, the highest performers, that they're the ones that are leaving the workforce because they know that they have other choices, other options. A colleague of mine was recently talking about how it's not it's not the great resignation, it's the great reprioritization. You know, it's folks being able to now choose, wait, this is what I want in terms of my professional yeah. and personal I life. And I don't have to do this. I don't yeah. want to a place if they don't respect me and they don't appreciate me. Why should I stay here? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, a, a lot of times the solutions that will be deployed in these workplace settings they're focused on the individual, you know, so they might be a meditation app or they might be free therapy sessions. And all of that is great. You know, we, we do need that individual support to help, to help employees with burnout. But Absolutely. at the end of the day, this is an organizational issue. It's a cultural issue. And so being able to establish a culture of psychological safety within an organization, being able to create that environment where 
employees do feel safe going to one another or going to their going to the higher ups, you know, if they're if they're not or just saying I'm going to go to the AP. I need to go to the AP. Right, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Feeling like if I if they know I'm going to the AP, they'll they'll wonder if I'm okay or not. You know, so yeah, right, it is a cultural normalizing it that is you know that takes a lot of work to be able to shift the culture but at the end of the day if we really want to prevent burnout on a on a greater scale that's what we have to do we have to normalize being able to get help when we need help well i think that's the bottom line right there dr shelley is that asking for help is okay you know we we just have to learn to do that men women uh, it's just the fact that no none of us i don't know you didn't get where you are by yourself did you Oh, God, no, 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 I didn't either. I, nobody gets anywhere by themselves. But for some reason, we get to a point in our life that, oh, well, I've got to do this all myself. But we don't. Our support systems and the people that love and care about us are there. But we have to ask and bring them in. But anytime I've asked for help, everything comes through. It's threefold. If you give someone help, it comes back threefold. It's always the way it works. At least it has in my life. All right. Well, you've got this wonderful program and our 30 minutes just buzz by because we were having such a great conversation. I really enjoy. I'd love to stay connected with you. Um, this is a great program. It's something that we can definitely help promote. And I have someone I want to introduce you to, Dr. Sheila Robinson. I don't know if you know her. Diversity Women's Magazine. You are a perfect uh, match for her and what she does. Uh, in fact, uh, we just had a conference in uh, Myrtle Beach, a wellness conference. And oh. you would be an excellent speaker for that conference. And uh, so what I'd like to do is make that introduction for you and Sheila. Uh, Dr. Shelley and Dr. Dr. Sheila and Dr. Shelley. Okay, that would be wonderful. Yeah. But okay, well, let's talk just a little bit about you. Where do we find more about you now and talk about your uh, rest, revive, thrive, strive, thrive, your rest program, your prevention program for burnout and the nine steps coaching method to help you detect stress? Yeah, yeah. Well, ShellyBomick.com is where you can find all of the information. You can get in touch with me through the website as well. Uh, in particular, there's a master class that goes through the, the nine steps of the REST framework in detail. So if folks are interested in, in learning more, uh, definitely go to the website. There's, you'll see the link for the free masterclass and you can sign up and, and just learn more, learn more about the program and see, see if it can be helpful for you. I, I would like, if, with your permission, of course, is to put a link to that uh, on the website yes. so that people can access your uh, method, your program. And uh, again, the introduction to Dr. Sheila, what Women Connect for Good does, by the way, this is what we do, is we connect people and organizations. Mm. This is what we do. And you are an excellent fit for what we do, but there's many other organizations I'd like to connect you with. So this has been delightful. Mm -hmm. Prevention and education is really my forte. And that's what it's all about for me. I don't see people any longer. So right now it's all about education for me. But these, this conversation was extremely valuable and many people need to see it and hear about what's going on. So my goal is to stay connected with you. And we have what they call the Lift Women Up campaign. And this is women of color. This is every, every woman, but it's lifting other women. As you rise, you lift other women. 
And this is mm. part of that. You can really avoid burnout if you lift as you rise. If, you, if you're rising with other people, everybody wins. So this is a win. Right. So you are wonderful. You're delightful. And I wish you only the best things in life. So let's stay connected. Uh, I will be getting in touch with you, uh, probably Melissa or Kathy that you've uh, connected with before. We'll get some okay. information. And uh, like I said, Dr. Sheila and Dr. Shelley must meet each other. That sounds amazing. No, this was wonderful. Thank you so much for having me for this conversation. Always you're, a pleasure. You're, you're very welcome. Your last words of wisdom that we might uh, you might share with us all. What what would you like to say before you leave? Mindset is medicine. Mindset is medicine. As yeah. long as you act with intention and integrity, you can you know you can get yourself out of burnout. Yeah. Each moment we can choose. And people forget mm -hmm. that each moment is ours to choose. So I, I have loved choosing to be with you today. So thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. And we will stay connected. Amazing. Thank you again. Have yes. a good day. Thank you. See you later. Bye-bye. If you enjoy these smart, amazing conversations, please subscribe, rate, and review them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and read and enjoy more amazing stories in my books, In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life, and Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life. Thank you for listening.